You're listening to the Church Around the World podcast, significant news for Christians that will encourage and challenge you. Listen with discernment and pray. The Christian community in North Korea is virtually invisible. No one knows the true number of believers, but there could be as many as 350,000 underground Christians living in the slave state of 24 million people. Tragically, up to 100,000 of these brothers and sisters in Christ are locked up in harsh prisons or work camps. Christianity came to Korea in the 19th century when a Presbyterian medical doctor named Horace Allen became physician to the king and received permission to proselytize. Christian churches were first founded in Seoul but flourished in Pyongyang, the modern capital of North Korea. Following a series of revivals in and around the Jerusalem of the East, the region was the most heavily Christian in all of Korea by 1910. According to Providence Journal, at that time, Korean Christians numbered over 200,000 in a country of approximately 13 million people. But after World War II and the division of Korea, the communist regime of Kim Il-sung attempted to stamp out all foreign religions, especially Christianity, which was branded a tool of Western imperialism. Missionaries were thrown out, churches closed, and many Christians executed for their faith. Open Doors USA reports that today, North Korea is the most oppressive place in the world for Christians. The agency claims that due to ever-present surveillance, many pray with eyes open, and gathering for praise or fellowship is practically impossible. Worship of the ruling Kim family is mandated for all citizens, and those who don't comply are arrested, imprisoned, tortured or killed. Entire Christian families are imprisoned in hard labor camps. Please pray for the imprisoned Christians in North Korea and for those who are trying to live out their faith. In Pakistan, a Christian father of two has been sentenced to death for blaspheming Islam's prophet in a written message, even though he is illiterate, sources said. Nadim James, 27, was charged after a friend, Yazir Bashir, complained to police that he received a poem via WhatsApp instant messaging that was derogatory toward Muhammad and other revered Islamic figures. James's attorney said that the court has sentenced James to death. The lawyer also said that James's childhood friend Bashir leveled the charge after becoming annoyed with James's alleged affair with a Muslim woman. James's attorney said Bashir used to meet James almost every day and believes it was then that he misused James's phone for forwarding the blasphemous poem to himself. Pakistan has yet to execute anyone convicted of blasphemy, but those charged or accused of insulting Islam risk a violent death at the hands of vigilantes. Pakistan is ranked fourth on Christian support group Open Doors World Watch List of the 50 countries where it is most difficult to be a Christian. Jude Hammer, the former president of Scripture Union in Ghana, credits the ministry for introducing him to Christ during his high school years 50 years ago. Hammer is now involved in discipleship ministry and shares a tremendous burden for the youth in that small African nation. Currently raging in Ghana and Africa is a battle for the hearts and the minds of young people. 
This battle is being made stronger by Islamic aggression. We have a great demand to put daily Bible reading guides in the hands of youth and adults and families because that's a core ministry of Scripture Union. We produce over 120,000 daily guides for adults and daily power for youth and distribute that across the country. And that is even a drop in the ocean. The socio-political context in which the children are being raised in Ghana is extremely challenging. Ghana is now a pluralistic religious nation and there is pressure on the young people to see Islam and Christianity as alternatives. Now, especially in the three northern regions of Ghana, where larger population there belong to the Muslim faith, you see girls wearing the hijab because it has become a conditionality for them to earn scholarship to go through school. So you see the battle is raging on. Shall we win the battle? for the hearts of young people in our country and in Africa. According to recent research, U.S. millennials are setting two new trends. Fewer are getting married and fewer are attending church. CBN News reports that these trends suggest millennials are hesitant to commit to marriage because of the pain many have experienced seeing their parents or other adults go through a divorce. In addition to their hesitancy regarding marriage, a majority, 72% of millennials, reportedly do not attend church. Pastor Matt Tuning, a millennial himself, believes that the solution to these problems is to be open and genuine, especially in the church. Tuning stated, That rawness, that element of authenticity, really marks our generation. Therefore, it ought to mark the churches that are trying to reach our generation. For those Christians living in Muslim-majority countries, torture and death are an everyday occurrence, according to Middle East expert Raymond Ibrahim. In a video produced for Prager University, Ibrahim said that 20% of the population of North Africa and the Middle East followed the Christian faith 100 years ago, but that number has dwindled to a mere 4%, with most of the decline occurring in the last decade. According to Ibrahim, in just the past two years, tens of thousands Thousands of Egyptian Christians have left Egypt, and many others want to leave, but they simply cannot afford to. He went on to explain several incidents of violence against Christians in Egypt, including church bombings that most often happen during Christmas or Easter church services, child abductions, slavery, Christian business bombings, and many more. The list of fresh atrocities by Muslims against Christians grows longer almost every day and is becoming the human rights tragedy of our time. You've been listening to the Church Around the World podcast, significant news for Christians that will encourage and challenge you. For more information about the print version of this programme, visit churcharoundtheworld.net. The Church Around the World podcast is brought to you by Tyndale House Publishers. Tyndale. Trusted for life.